Hey everybody, welcome to the Easy Operations Podcast. This is episode 11. I'm Ron. I'm joined by James. What's up? And Mondo. Hey guys. Alright, so uh, this weekend we saw Extreme Rules. This is the WWE Raw pay-per-view. And the name says Extreme Rules, but uh, I think it was far from it. Can I count on even one hand which ones were extreme? And even then, they weren't very much. So I was disappointed just in the premise of it itself. I feel like if they would have called it something else, um, you know, it would have been better. But overall, eh, I wasn't too impressed. It was a snooze fest for me. I mean, um, I got to watch the uh, Extreme Rules over at Ron's. And first match, was it no disqualification stipulation? And that was just boring. It was a regular match. There was nothing extreme about that. And it just... You know what? It, you talking I about the Miz? Yeah, the Miz versus Dean Ambrose match. I mean, that's. I'm kind of tired of seeing these guys go at it too many times. It's been like, let's get a new f- feud here. But aren't they setting up uh, Elias Samson? Oh, that that'd be fine. I'm fine with that. Um, it's something different. I think they're booking him kind of interesting and strong. Um, you know, in the way that he like just kind of pisses off the audience by kind of seeing and he kind of talks crap about the town that he's in. It's oh, kind of funny. That's uh, cheap. But uh, (laughs) for sure. But the thing is, is that Dean Ambrose got disqualified. The Miz was automatically win the title. And they had a perfect opportunity to end it with that thing, which is when all the stuff went down with uh, Maurice and, you know, him turning around and losing his distraction. They should have just DQ'd him right there. And instead, you got you have the Miz go for the quick pin. And I just I didn't like that. I felt like just do the DQ. That's a heel thing to do because it's like. You know, I don't know. I didn't like or, it. Or was it the extreme thing to do? Uh, well, let me talk about what I did like, which was uh, the main event. I mean, let's just cut to the chase here, guys. This, that was really the best part of this match. Um, I like the temporary alliance between uh, Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, of course, they got to make Roman Reigns look strong, and he was powering through, guys. Um, I like the way it ended. Uh, so it was entertaining. There was some good spots there. What do you guys think? I agree. Um, generally, these fatal anything matches is always entertaining as there's always something going on in terms of action. And I was really uh, surprised by the booking. They gave it to a heel. And I wasn't surprised that Samoa Joe won, though, because I called it SoCal Baby. He, he did call it. And, and I'm going to give you guys my conspiracy theory here. I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> wrestling nerd marks here, uh, which is, do you know what, man? They're setting Joe up to lose. Because of yeah. if SummerSlam... You want to have Roman Reigns. You want to have a big, high-profile guy. Well, he's not going to be able to lose. And you still want uh, Brock Lesnar to be there. So Brock Lesnar has to win. So who do you set up that isn't going to lose very much by uh, not getting the title? Samoa Joe. So, you know. That's true. But how are they going to make him lose while still having him look strong at the same time? They don't care. That's true. true. uh, You got to care to a certain point. I mean, Samoa Joe is kind of like, you know, in the whole story uh, storyline aspect, he's part of the uh, authority. So they'll come up with something to make him look strong also uh, towards the end of that match at Great Balls of Fire. I can't believe I said that. that yeah, you know, so maybe hard. they do it MMA <laughs> style. And, 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 you know, since Joe is known for his submissions, perhaps yeah. Brock Lesnar tapping into his vast knowledge of UFC comes up <laughs> with some sort of a move that really takes and puts him out of commission and he falls asleep or something like that. <laughs> you like the story I'm doing here? <laughs> I think that's a better booking than uh, what they'll come up uh, (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, look, this weekend, you couldn't 
sleeper. You couldn't just go anywhere without seeing this Wonder Woman promotion. And uh, this was a big deal. This was a, a movie that uh, was one of the first superhero movies uh, that starred a, a female lead since Catwoman, I think. It's in a very long time. That's a high bar right there. <laughs> Catwoman. So. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm kidding. But this this was a great movie. I loved this movie. All caps. Um, you know, just this was one of the best DC movies of this modern era, so to speak. Um, and just I love it. Let me let you guys jump in. I'll tell you specifically what I like about it. Man, I love this movie. I ended up watching it again with uh, uh, my wife. I saw it with Mondo as well. It it was worth watching. It was better even the second time. I love this movie. Yeah, I saw it twice as well. Um, actually, last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was a little bit tired. Well, it's uh, fresh in your mind. <laughs> it's it's an amazing movie. Just the way that um, she cares about the you know the human race, basically. Because we know she's an uh, Amazonian, an Amazon. We see her growing up, so to speak, in this film. You know, she's kind of naive. There's that innocence. And I think that's what captivates the audience. It's like, wow, you know, she cares. Unlike brooding, you know, <laughs> Superman. Well, you hit it, Mondo. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say, which is this is what Superman should have been. She cares about people. She wants exactly. to save people. Exactly. Superman in these modern movies does not want to save anybody and it almost makes him mad and he seems like oh god i gotta save congress i guess wait <laughs> is your name lois lane is your name lois lane nope too bad yeah i'm not gonna help you if you're not lois <laughs> dude it's it's so funny like in wonder woman she'll see like these hurt soldiers these hurt uh animals she just she she's eager to help she's wanting to help even though like she might be powerless in the situation i'm like superman where like a bomb blows up around him in this congress and he's like Oh, Lex got me again. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I don't know what happened in these, um, you know, these recent DC movies, but this is clearly the best one out of the ra- the, la- the non-Nolan uh, DC universe. So It's to continue that. the legacy of these characters that we grew up with, whether, you know, um, you grew up late with them, you know, like in the 80s, but in the 70s, 60s, all the way to the beginning is that they care and uh, James, you'll have more information on this, but whoever was helming uh, or overlooking the DC movies really didn't see that and just said, hey, Superman, good, you got an S on your chest, we're going to go with it. The, this post-Nolan DC universe, um, they gave, uh, WB gave the overlooking you know, power to Zack Snyder. I don't know how big of a uh, comic book person he is, but he definitely had his own take on these characters and was not necessarily the right take. Um, but since Batman versus Superman has such a backlash, they demoted him. And uh, Jeff Johns, uh, a famous comic book writer, he is known for uh, reviving Green Lantern. He's the one that did the DC TV shows. This was his first project over overlooking uh, a film property, and you can tell his uh, influence. He knows the characters. Um, you know, there's a lot of humor in it, a lot of heart. That's what's important. There was a lot of heart in this movie. Well, let's give credit to the director as well, which oh, was of course. Uh, uh, Pat, Patty Jenkins. Yes, yes because yes. she really, apparently in some of the reports were that she went head up with uh, DC on a number of things and she had to fight them. The story goes to include that uh, great scene, probably the best scene in the movie when uh, she goes into quote, no man's land into and to yes. into battle and she had a fight to let them use that scene they didn't want to have it in there originally and that and, was a powerful scene oh I, I i loved it it was the best 
this should have been the initial movie that kind of lays the foundation for everything. And they just wanted to jump into their Batman versus Superman so quickly that they jumped out before Wonder Woman. You knew the origin of her. And now you have these movies that are so dark beforehand, and then all of a sudden it's a much lighter tone on the second half. Right. And then probably for, uh, you know, the Justice League, it'll be... It's just... It's kind of weird when you take them all as a universe like you're supposed to. Right. And, uh, Because they're not consistent. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully it's a sign that better things are to come. I'm... More excited to see Justice League now after the Wonder Woman uh, movie is out because I want to see more of her, <laughs> of, of anything. Oh, and yeah, man, Gal Gadot is beyond gorgeous. Oh. Yes, uh, 100%. And it's like you could see like, it, you know, she's supposed to be the most beautiful person out there. And like, yes, she is. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris Pine was great in this movie. I like them a lot. Even though average um, man, even though he's more of a sidekick, I guess, uh, in this movie, he, 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 he did his part. Excellent. I, I totally felt his uh, his chemistry with uh, with Gal Gadot. Uh, you know, they bounced off each other great, and um, you know, he had a, he added a lot of emotional uh, elements to the movie as well. Yeah, um, and I even liked his crew, which were basically the Howling Commandos, right? Low budget Howling Commandos. Yeah, um, and you know, speaking of which, it's kind of interesting how, on a quick glance, you could say this is pretty much the Captain America first adventure thing. But despite that, it still comes off as such a great movie. So it's like I that think it's it can... actually better uh, yeah. than Captain America yes. one because yes. it does take elements of Captain America and also a little bit of Thor with the fish out of water kind of uh, uh, outsider into the human you know mankind world type of thing. I felt a little bit more. Uh, you, you felt know, invested in these characters. Invested, that's the word. Yeah, yeah you had kind of a, a small backstory mm-hmm. on each of the characters and why they're kind of in this war. Um, so, and again, I also like the World War One setting. I feel like you don't see that very often. It's just uh, a nice change of pace. Before we finish this on this topic, is there anything that you didn't like on Wonder Woman? Um, that's. I have some. I have a few. Yeah, nitpicks. go go for it. Because uh, uh, if you guys don't have stuff. any, no, it's not spoiler. Okay. Um, one, the villains are a little uh, paper thin. They could have been uh, a little bit more on one of the char- at least one of the villains, which is uh, the one with the the face. Issue, uh, Doctor Poison. Yeah, I mean, it it looked like it was setting up for her to have like a kind of like a tragic story or lose something with her, but it, it never got there. They ended up kind of being kind of like uh, him, her, and the other guy end up kind of being like a Boris and Natasha of the movie mm-hmm. because like they had that one, you know, there's a scene where they literally do something bad and they start cackling. They're like, ah, I thought that was a little weird. Um, but beyond that, I think that was, that's kind of a nitpick. It didn't detract from the whole uh, overall main story. And also, my last nitpick is that when the movie started, I, I was a little shaky on it. I'm like, oh, man, I wasn't digging the kid actor at first. I'm like, oh, it's giving me Anakin Skywalker vibes. <laughs> but it ended up you know, not being a big deal. She wasn't in that long. She ended up being a little bit more charming in the second half of it. I was just a little bit uh, nervous about that. Uh, intro portion but beyond that you know i had no other issues with the yeah i mean i suppose you could cut about five minutes of the kid uh stuff and uh be a little bit faster to get to her as an adult right um but uh, kids. yeah it was, it was <laughs> well, they're not good actors that's on them that's right. <laughs> uh but uh you know as far as the uh the villains you know i i they were thin but i just kind of i like that it felt like a you know, I don't know, like an Indiana Jones movie where these over-the-top, you know, war, you know, villains. It just kind of, I don't know. I was on board with it. Uh, James, you saw 13 Reasons Why. I don't think any of Mondo and I have seen the show. Um, tell us about it. 
Uh, this is a show on Netflix, a little bit controversial. It deals with uh, high school suicide. And it's actually a kind of a mystery show. And it kind of deals with how like messed up high school kids can be to each other and how little things can affect someone else mentally. It's an, it's an intriguing show. It's a little heavy as well. I wouldn't recommend it to watch if just for like a fun thing to watch. Yeah. Uh, but it does have a little bit of intrigue in a sense that there's a lot of mystery to it. And uh, it kind of moves you forward. That's what drives you to watch the next episode. It's like, oh, okay, what is she going to say now? How is this guy like, you know, what caused her to die? He seems like the nicest person in the world, but maybe that's not really how he is. It's interesting. I'm going to go ahead and finish it. There's only 13 episodes. They made it perfectly with the title. And uh I'll let you guys know how it is once I finish it. Well, it seems a bit morbid for my taste. Uh, I'm going to skip it, but... Uh... <laughs> I like morbid shows. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, there was a, a trailer for this uh, TV show called The Mist. And this is based on a Stephen King book or short story. Which one is it? Uh... I think it's a book, it's probably. A book. It's All like right. a Cthulhu-based book, I think. Okay, well, in so there's this trailer that you can watch now, and apparently there's this type of fog or mist, and I saw, you know, different crazy things happening. It looked like some plague, you know, in terms of people being covered with certain insects. I This seems like a movie to me. I don't know that it has the kind of weight, or what's the word to describe it, the, the legs to carry on for an entire season. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... I'm not sure about this one. I might skip this one. Did you end up ever? Did you ever see the movie by any chance? It was wait. There was a movie. Yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's so news to me. <laughs> maybe you might like that a little bit more. In, uh, if uh, you think as a TV series, it may not last. But there's a TV. Uh, I'm sorry, a movie that came out maybe I don't know 2010 or 11. I don't know, not too long ago, but it had uh, Thomas uh, Jane. Thomas Jane in it, and it was, was it really good. good. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. So, I mean, I would definitely recommend checking that out. And then if that if that movie impressed you or you liked how that story went, this looks like it's a little bit of the same kind of vein of um, events, of mysterious events that's happening in the town. And, uh, yeah, maybe it's something that uh, will make you watch the show. So I recommend watching the movie first, then, if you're not familiar with, uh, if you're not familiar with it. You going to check it out, Mondo? Oh, most definitely. Uh, speaking of crazy things, I thought I saw a CM Punk uh, sweater there, but eh, you know what? I'm seeing things. It's probably the <laughs> mist. The mist in my <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna do it for our TV section and movies. Let's get into what games we're playing. Um, Tekken Seven came out. It, we release date for this because games normally come out on a Tuesday, and this had a Friday release date. Am I right? Yeah, it sounds like a very yeah. Nintendo type release date. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. So and uh, look, it's very similar to the. This seems to be the modern trend, by the way, in, in in fighting games, which is you're not getting the full package with your sixty bucks these days. You gotta buy the hundred dollar edition. And uh, Mondo mm-hmm. sounds like you did just that. Um, I did. I bought the uh, deluxe edition. Um, I got a couple of uh, extra credits there for uh, in game purchases and a couple of DLC. Um, what's but it also different includes, though than uh, if you uh, just to get at the sixty? What's missing according you know because Ron is implying pass, that you're not, basically uh, you're, that's what you you don't get if you just pay the sixty you get overall like uh, the characters you don't get the uh, added uh, bonuses like hey here's some extra cash so you can go spend on the holding back on the characters yeah 
but that doesn't mean the game is feature incomplete, though. Yeah, it's it's, it's no four different. characters shorter, however many they throw in the season pass. You don't, think much... they, you don't think they planned that from the beginning? All right, we got 20 characters. Why don't we lop off four of them? Those are going in the season pass. Yeah, But that's but that's something that's not new to fighters, though. That's something that's been no. since Street Fighter 4 or any of those older games. But it's not, it's, it's not bare bones, though, by any means. That's the only, I think, uh, wrong implication that you're providing on the actual game itself, other well, than the characters. Uh, that's the way it feels to me. Uh, <laughs> one um, thing I will say is some of the story mode, uh, as I was reading the review, the, the comparisons to the story mode say is not as robust as a Mortal Kombat or as an Injustice. Um, I was wondering if you could just tell us about that one, Mondo. Um, you know what? Um, I had a limited time with Tekken 7. I didn't get to play the story mode. Um, only thing I got to uh, dab a little bit was um, arcade mode, which was somewhat disappointing because... I finished that. No character ending. Usually you're, you know, presented or gifted a character ending at the end of the arcade battle mode or any type of arcade mode in any fighter. But in this case, there wasn't any. So that was a little disappointing to me. But the thing um, is, it's not like yeah. that in Injustice either. You beat the, just the whatever arcade or just versus mode and that. There's no ending in that either. There, there is. It's actually in the multiverse, which they kind of don't say anything about that. It's um, that's not an arcade mode though. That's just a little bit. There's a, there's a tier. It's basically either five, eight to twelve characters. So it's like you decide whether you want to, you know, rush through it, beat a couple of guys, and see, hey, how does this character's story but, develop? But I'm just relating it to it's not a traditional arcade mode either. Kind of like how you're uh, comparing it in this particular game. It's not in the. There's no ending in the traditional just you versus the computer mode, uh, standard arcade mode. But those accustomed to traditional, they would you know just hop in and you know expect something. But that wasn't the case. And I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing. It just caught me off guard. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, But there are you know those who are interested in character endings, so to speak. Um, Those are within uh, the story mode. Uh, Once you finish the story mode, then you're treated to kind of like this little uh, booklet. You know, you flip the pages, you'll select a character, and you treat it to this uh, one-on-one battle. Once you do that, then you get, like, a a character ending for your character. Well, one of the things that I like is I I got to play some of the online mode. Um, The the, the game itself, I think the battle system holds up. It's uh, very welcoming if you haven't played a tech game in a while. Um, I like that you can just press one button to do uh, one of the super moves. That was pretty cool. I think the lobby system to get into the games is a bit kind of like just a ton of menus. And it seems to take... Yeah, it seems a little backwards and just seems to take a long time to get into a match. It's very um, Japanese. Yeah, 100%. The lobby 100%. system, all that stuff. Yeah, instead of just popping you in. But uh, uh, this is a good game, but you can see the difference, especially just kind of coming off of Injustice. You can see the difference in kind of the level of care that they've put into the characters, into them talking to each other, and the animations. It's just, uh, you know, it's a night and day difference. And unfortunately, we've gotten to a point where now I feel like Western developers, well, particularly NetherRealm, just they really knock it out of the park with the presentation of the game. I mean, the Bullet Club t-shirt sold me. that's pretty cool there's a lot of loot but it's not stat based you just like unlock random crap for for the characters so you can like make you can put like a little uh, ducky floaty pool device around you you can put a big ass pizza on your back what's kind of funny though is these items they add moves to the characters so you can get a gun that shoots little sardines at people and it literally becomes like a shooting like a mechanic in the game and it's uh, like if someone doesn't have a projectile now you have a projectile by adding this um Weird ass items to your characters. Uh, that mode is called treasure mode, 
and I guess you're playing, I guess, uh, data of real people's characters, and you can see like all how wild they set theirs up. And that's pretty much every fight you do, you get money and currency to unlock more loot. So that's pretty much the main uh, hook of that particular mode. Well, it's interesting to see how the items in Tekken are just kind of fun and silly, whereas the items in Injustice 2, it's more like it matches with the theme of the character, and it's more to give you stats like a like an armor piece in a role-playing game. So it's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. their approach on that. Uh, I might pick that up. I feel like I'll wait for a sale on that. It is good. I, I would recommend it, but for me, I'd probably wait for a sale on this one. 20% off Collector's Edition right now on Amazon.com. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. All right. Uh, I got a chance to play Horizon Zero Dawn. This is a game that came out on the PlayStation 4 probably earlier in the year, around the same time as Zelda or slightly before it, I want to say. And uh, guys, this is an amazing game. It is one of the best games of the year. I love this game so much. Um, The way I can describe it to you is imagine... If you have a character that kind of moves around like a Lara Croft Tomb Raider in terms of having a bow and arrow and a number of weapons available to her, and you have these enemies that are these robot dinosaurs that exist in the world that you can kind of choose to take on at any point. Um, or of course, if they see you, you'll, you'll aggro them and they'll go towards you, but like you don't have to initiate a battle with them until, unless it's like part of the storyline. And, uh, you know, they all have their weak points and you're kind of crafting your own gear and the crafting is super easy. All you do is just hold a button down and once you've done a recipe once, you learn it again. Take notes from that, Zelda, please. Um, <laughs> and uh, the graphics are amazing. Uh, there was a part of me that was waiting, oh, maybe I could get this game on a, on a PS Pro and put it on a 4K TV because apparently it looks amazing. But, you know, the more I hear about the PlayStation Pro, the less I want it. But um, this, I'm sure both of you guys are going to love it. And, uh, you know, I just, I want to play the side stories. I just, I want to do everything in this game. How similar is the gameplay to Far Cry? Um, It has some bandit bases that you can kind of come in there and approach it. But it's not very, it's not very similar, I should say. It is a third person perspective. Um, and it's not so much projectile shooting in terms of having, uh, what guns, but I mean like the overall like gameplay, not the shooting purposes that is, it seems like it's just a, a kind of like an open world and a, I don't know how to explain it. Just where it's kind of like that far cry f- uh, formula where, you know, you go to somebody, you get a quest, uh, you get a objective, you got to go to the well, other side of the map while well, you're well, there, you're going to run into stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. more you have to craft things. You have to you have to maybe do some stealth if you need to on certain missions. Yeah, okay, it is like that. When when you put it like that, it, it's very similar to that. They do reward you for going to stealth. Um, you level up in the game, and you can have uh, skill points that you need to put in. Uh, one thing I don't like, and this is just a general thing, is you know when uh, games that every time you level up you get a skill point, but at a certain point things require more than one skill point. And right. so it's not a one-to-one level up put in a I don't I don't like that because it's like oh, I got to wait like 3 levels. It so, kind of right. it kind of reduces the excitement of leveling up to me. Mm. Um but uh I love this game and the fact that I I don't want to blaze through the storyline and and you'll be shocked to hear but I did not put it on easy. I left it on normal. It's <laughs> <laughs> a shocker. Yeah, and shows on his uh, stream the other night too. Yeah, I was streaming and I was kind of dying a bit uh, when Mondo was watching. But it's it's tough but doable. 
um, and not really overly hard. And uh, I think both of you guys would like this game and, and how they pick it up. Uh, if you guys are not you, because you guys like digital, but the the disc copy went on sale for forty bucks um, at uh, Best Buy, apparently. I think it's still too much for a single player game for me. That's fair. Yeah. Um, all right, and uh, just I I wanted to chime in a couple of thoughts on Injustice because I had checked it out. Um, you know, I touched on it earlier when we were making the comparisons to Tekken, but wow, this game looks great. It really captures the feel of these DC characters. They look amazing. Um, <laughs> I want to get this game. I want to I want to get it. So, uh, you know, but it, Wait, hold there the is phone, a bit... folks. Hold the phone. He's not waiting for the game of the year edition. I might. I All might. Right. I might get it. I'm saying. I'm not just gonna jump on it. I gotta get through Horizon. <laughs> Let's talk about some game news. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. There was a potential leak of the roster here um, from Eurogamer. Uh, should we go through the whole list or just kind of wrap it up? Um, no, we don't need. All right. Well, this is still a rumor too. This is not even a. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was a total reason. of uh, 28 characters, 14 from each side. And one of the kind of things that I spotted on this, and I watched this one guy's reaction video where he was just totally complaining about this list. He, he, he mentions that it's a lot of reused characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one problem. And not enough new characters. That's another problem. And... Where are the X-Men ones? They're really kind of... I think Mondo in his first impressions was like, this is just like the movies. And yeah. I didn't get what he was talking about. When I see this in the roster, when you talk about characters like Gamora and Groot with Rocket Raccoon, you know, it's like... And Ultron, it's like, okay, I can see what they're trying to do here. I'm fine with that. I just... I'd like to see more. And they already in this leaked roster again this is just a rumor they're already showing you that they're going to do the similar thing of saving a couple of characters for downloadable content which was venom and then that guy i believe it was sigma who's the villain from Mega Man x uh, what do you guys think about this roster wait venom's in the game yeah he's as, a, a, yeah. as a potential downloadable character yep i see huh yeah. interesting i haven't heard i haven't uh seen that but sigma is the villain of the game isn't he yeah, so he's already confirmed as DLC. So uh, the as other DLC person. though, even though he's the villain of the game, he's and a that DLC. That little leaked yep. shot that I saw, it had yeah. a little thing that said DLC it's, underneath him. Yeah, oh, wow. Sigma's not going to be uh, available right off the bat. Wow, that's anyway. yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a uh, sad trend that we're seeing here. That roster, I don't know any notables on there that you guys are looking forward to. I'll tell you what's not notable is Zangief, my favorite. It's not there. We can do it without him. We can do, well, it. We can do it without him. He wasn't in the last one either, so I mean, if that, if that makes it, so basically they didn't reuse enough characters, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he well, wasn't in Robert's Capcom three. Yeah, uh, and you know, if I if I wanted them to reuse somebody, I would have said get Alex from uh, Tetsunoko versus Capcom. That would've been cool. Yeah, yeah Alex would've been cool. I don't uh, I don't know. I think the Marvel side looks all right. I think the Capcom side looks kind of weak. Uh, those are the exactly. ones I see the most reused. Like, like, who's asking for the uh, Bionic Commando guy? Nope. <laughs> Come on now. You know, who's asking for Firebrand, which is the little <laughs> goblin character? Right. <laughs> you know? know? And, and, you know, Morgan's and everything. Yeah. Morgan is fine. You gotta have her. She's a staple yeah. of the series, just like Ryu is. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, the, 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 it seems a little bit one-sided. I, this Marvel side looks a lot more interesting than the Capcom. Uh, you know, I guess Monster Hunter can be good. I don't even know who Jetta is. Who's Jetta? Okay, From, uh, I know Dark who that Stalkers. is. Yes, he's uh, the final boss yep. of Darkstalkers 3. 
Yeah. All right. So, you know, that that being said, I think this game has a lot of potential to be pretty good. But, you know, this is the new reality we live in, guys, where you basically got to be like Kickstarter for these guys and pay to, for the rest of the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some other game news here. Uh, this one we're going to blaze through quick is Shaq Fu. <laughs> the Legend Reborn. And look, this is how you know that you're really reaching when in your damn trailer you admit that the first game sucked. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you say that this one's going to be good. Uh-huh. I'll believe it when I see it. And so this looks... Whereas the first one, I think, was trying to be like an actual Street Fighter type game. This looks more like a Double Dragon type of What's uh, beat em Wasn't that how the original Shaq Fu was? I don't remember it was a no, fighter. It was a, it was a fighting game. It was a fighting game? Okay. Yeah, it was a straight-up fighting game, and it was yeah. so, so bad. The button inputs, uh, it was just unresponsive. Very, very horrible. Uh, I Wow. <laughs> well, so. I just want to say, when are they going to remake uh, Michael Jordan in the Windy City? <laughs> or or uh, Barkley. Uh, shut up shut and up jam. Shut up and jam. <laughs> Best storyline ever. <laughs> I'd be hyped when those games come out. <laughs> All right, well, next up is uh, Need for Speed Payback, and this one actually comes out. They have a release date for it, which is November 10th, and uh, they're going with a storyline kind of format, very similar to Need for Speed The Run, um, which in that one had live-action scenes. They were trying to call back to the original Xbox 360 games. Um, You know, this seems interesting, but they're really trying hard. If you look at the trailer to be Fast and Furious. Right, it's going more and more Fast and Furious. (laughs) I'm passing. Uh, My instinct is to pass as well, Um, you know, but if it goes on sale for really cheap, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Need for Speed hasn't been good since uh, last generation, so. Since the the one that was made by Criterion, which is the. uh, Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit. That was great. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay, actually, Most Wanted was pretty good as well. Um, was that the one after? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I still preferred Hot Pursuit over Most All Wanted. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, Battleborn, a free trial is released. Um, James, tell me about this one. I, I didn't catch this one. This is like that... Is that that game that, like, nobody it bought? Tried, it, <laughs> it's the game by uh, the people that made Borderlands. It was... Uh-huh. The- that was supposed to go up against uh, Overwatch, but they were sorely mistaken yeah, in doing that, happened. and they got destroyed. So uh, I, I don't know if it's all that hubris or what, um, but they wanted to release a character shooter that also came out. Supposedly it's not bad. It's by it's uh, by the Borderlands guys. It has the same whatever humor, but this uh, you know I guess is a way to have an easy access to the game. They're offering the full multiplayer experience for free, uh, but none of the single player. So if you like the single player, uh, like the multiplayer aspect of it. Um, I guess it's incentive to buy the game, but I'm gonna pass know. on this one. Uh, yeah, Overwatch is the the king of all multiplayer games right now. I don't think Battleborn is ever gonna take that away from them, but it's free. I'm gonna give it a shot and uh, give my impressions from there. Hopefully, I can hear uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapiens uh, single track that he made just for the game. So, oh yeah, supposedly he has a song in the intro, which I heard is actually pretty good. All right. Uh, Pokin DX. Oh, wait, you got two games here. So, Pokin DX. Uh, this is the uh, Pokemon fighting game, um, which probably is a port of that Wii U one. Am I right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a Mario 8 uh, enhanced version for the Switch. Yeah. 
And then uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon, but that's not for Switch, is it? That's uh, 3DS? I, I think that's a releasing as 3DS. That's supposedly yeah. like an extended or I don't know what's different, different story. I have no clue. I'm not, I really haven't followed it's the Pokemon. It's like Pokemon games. Black and Silver 2. You just get like added uh, areas and probably mm. added items, maybe like an extra Pokemon here and there. And that's pretty much it. It's, I'm actually interested in this Pokemon. I never, it's made by a Tekken guy. So I don't know. It was in Evo, I think, last year. And I guess it has a weird competitive scene. Weird as hell, yes, as it know. sounds. Um, but I'm, you know, it's worth a shot. I like, I like playing all fighting games. So, uh, it's worth, you know, even uh, check food. Yeah, friend, sure. friend of the show, Rooney, bought uh, Pokemon DX, uh, or the original Pokemon when it came out. And, uh, he said he liked it, but, uh, I didn't hear too much about it. So, but it might be interesting. Right. I guess if more people play it, it gets more exposure, and hopefully the Switch release will give it that. Maybe we'll be back in whatever tournament scene it was prior. That's. I was actually surprised. I'm like, what? This is uh, uh, an actual competitive game? <laughs> this is Pokemon? I'm like, okay. Well, we'll see how that is. Yeah, and uh, then there was this new game from the Ready at Dawn developers. Um, and you got me hyped when I saw this little outline thing here, which said the order 1866 or 1886. I thought it was a sequel, but it's not. It's called Deformers, not Transformers. Deformers. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> you, like, and, you like how that was a, a bait and switch for you? Yeah, it was a bait and switch. You caught my attention on that. Uh, you know, this game, like, it's like a bunch of like kitty cats and they're like balloons. Uh, it's not for me. Uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> I think it's just their cheap attempt at trying to uh, be Rocket League, the next Rocket League. Yeah, that's yeah. It's kind of a uh, same situation as Battleborn. Uh, they're not going to top the king of the multiplayer games of that particular genre. So, in this kind of like arcadey uh, sports action game, uh, I guess it's trying to get into that field. But it, I don't think it's going to get there. But I'm going to give it a shot. I like trying all things. I'm not going to give a, a review or an impression until I've played it myself. Okay. Um, Dissidia Final Fantasy announced for PS4. Um, this How is the fighting game. Try to announce this thing. <laughs> Seriously, has it been announced for a while now? Yeah, people have been kind of. Uh, this is pretty much a overglorified fighting game uh, with these Final Fantasy characters, and they just keep saying like, "Oh yeah, it's it's going to come next year." Oh no, wait, no, cancel the plans. Oh wait, so. Uh, well, now it looks like it's official. Yeah, it looks like it's official now. Did it come out a long yeah. time ago on PSP? Like one yeah, of them? Yeah, did. There was two of them, actually, for PSP. Oh, they looked interesting, um, but, boy, I saw this uh, trailer, and, oh, my goodness, there was, like, so much things going on on screen and, like, <laughs> bars all over the place. I could barely see what was going on. And then all you have to do is lock on a character, and then you just mash a button. It just seemed like a mess. I don't know about this one. Yeah, same here. I... I didn't think the originals got were well rated either, but I guess there's a fan base for it, so I don't know. No, was, I rather I rather have them brought back. Uh, was it Urguys? I rather them bring that back. Oh than yeah, man. Awesome. Oh man, I think I don't know if yeah. that thing can hold up. Oh, of course not. But I meant like, but maybe if uh, they, I don't, I don't know that that arena style game was pretty cool yeah. back then. Uh, but I rather prefer that than this the city. This seems like another fanboy fan. Service. Fanboy game, fan service game yeah. where people will just eat it up just because it has Final Fantasy characters, because it has Cloud and yep. Aaron, Sephiroth, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, Rebellion announced a new four player co op game called Strange Brigade. This looks interesting to me. I didn't play. These are the developers of that zombie uh, trilogy. What are they called? Zombie what? Uh, Sniper Elite. And, but also Sniper the Elite. zombie games. Oh, they, they did? Yeah, there's the like games? this World War II zombie game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and uh, this looks like you're these kind of Indiana Jones type characters, uh, and you're going up into like Egyptian ruins, and you're fighting like these not really zombies, but kind of undead creatures. It seems interesting. I didn't care for the the African lady that was just kind of like looked like she was like all tribal. It's a bit of a stereotype. Oh, stereotype. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it looks interesting, and I like the music they were playing. It really did feel like an Indiana Jones type game. So I'm interested, cautiously optimistic on this one. Yeah, I don't know. I heard the recent Sniper Elite was actually excellent. Well, uh, mentioning uh, Sniper Elite, uh, this got the seal of approval from AJ Styles on a recent podcast. <laughs> he was talking about that that's the new game that he's into right now, and he was, like, loving it. <laughs> Sniper Elite? Three? Yeah, the, the new one. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know that those games have co-op. I know that you couldn't, like, beat that with me, so I had to beat that on my own. But the third one, supposedly, is... Uh, Excellent. So yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I want I, that to go cheap as well. I try to go back to that one, and it's it's really meant to be played in co-op. It's just I put it on easy, and it was just like a little bit too tough, and I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, next up, Nintendo Switch online service is going to be twenty bucks a year. Um, they did announce that there's going to be a delay of it. It's not going to launch until next year. But the reason for that is that in a rare occurrence, they actually listen to people's feedback. And they're going to include some classic games that you can have in your collection uh, as a like in a Netflix style. So, you know, whatever you want. Before it was, we're going to give you one game and the next month it's gone from your system. And so, but the problem is it's only a few games and they're only on NES. Um, let's get you the names here. Uh Super Mario Brothers 3, Balloon Fight, and Dr. Mario were a couple of examples. Yeah, um, that, I mean, if their library is pretty good, I mean, 20 bucks a year isn't too bad, uh, as long as that collection is pretty good. So, I mean, I'm hoping at least 100 Nintendo games. I don't mind their Nintendo, but as long as they're good Nintendo games, it would be kind of a fun thing just to have to uh, play portably on the go or whatever. Um, and I imagine they're so small, bite-sized, they don't take up much space on your hard drive. So, um uh, their service, I don't know. I, I've never had really much Nintendo prior, so I can't really commentate on how it's been. But I've known that it's notoriously never been good. Well, they simply don't know how to do it and apparently still right. don't. All you need to do is copy either Xbox Live or PS Plus. <laughs> and there it is. What's right. taking so long, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least they're not charging the same price, which That's is true. at least their advantage. And uh, hopefully they're going to announce some... Uh, what is that called? The shop that you can actually purchase the old older games? Uh, Nintendo Virtual shop? Console. E Virtual Console, that's right. Well, I'll have it, to have like, some Super Nintendo stuff. Well, it's interesting console. to see how they're going to combine your Virtual Console versus the games that are included in your subscription, you know? Ah, uh, that's true. Huh. Yeah. I think probably they're going to do it in waves where it's going to start maybe like the first year just strictly Nintendo product so they can sell Virtual Console SNES stuff. And then eventually they'll just like leak in the Super Nintendo games here and there, or just like the first party titles, uh, like Mario World, F Zero, uh, pretty much those, but not, not something like Final Fantasy three or, uh, Secret of Mana. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm curious to see how it goes. E3 is coming up, so maybe they'll announce something there. Well, speaking of things that were leaked in, uh, there was a page from an Ori, uh, headset that was meant to be used for the Nintendo Switch that was leaked recently. And it displays a little graphic on how the the system is supposed to work and how you can set it up. And 
Oh boy, I don't know how to describe this one here. Let me try to do it here. Apparently, <laughs> garbage. Yeah, a mess. It's a mess. You have your switch, then you gotta connect a little cord to this thing that looks like an arrow, and then that connects to your cell phone because that's how you actually you're basically calling somebody. Then, then that thing is gonna connect to a headset. So you got like three cables potentially, you know, hanging off of you plus your phone. Oof, what a mess. That sounds horrible. Might as well just just call the other person on the phone. Why even exactly. go through all that trouble? Don't even bother. Just call them. <laughs> yeah, this Nintendo, again, kind of like we mentioned before, why don't they just copy Xbox or PlayStation? Just have a a, a port. It has a 3.5 millimeter on the actual system. Why don't you just use that? I, I have no clue. I, I feel like they're just trying to sell... Um, a mobile app space on the phone um and just i don't know i have no clue what, what they're thinking with this particular situation thankfully um nintendo i've never particular associated with with uh, online play um so just playing without chat is perfectly fine with me uh, not until at least one of you guys get the system so i can play with but uh this is something i can just avoid and not have to deal with in the meantime well, if you said you wanted to jump on Monster Hunter, you got to be communicating with people on how to take down those dinosaurs. Yeah, and if it's but if it's just like one of you guys, I'm not gonna go through all those hoops. I'm just, oh no, I would just go through like a Discord or uh, Skype, whatever. Just plug it onto the phone. That's easier than this weird three plug, four plug <laughs> system that they're doing right now. Yeah, I plan I mean, to. I literally haven't done this since the PS2 era when I would have a phone call. Uh, a phone conversation with my friend while we were playing SOCOM, like, because we didn't want to be on party check because it was just too unreliable. <laughs> I forgot. It was like that for PS3, too. I remember having to turn on the Xbox 360 to do the party chat and then <laughs> switch the input to go to the PlayStation 3 game. I forgot what I was playing. Oh, man. Uh, who I may have been talking to, but because it was a lot uh, clearer and, like, there was no issues, I don't know. It's it's bringing back to this archaic times that we should be past at the, in 2017. Absolutely. All right. Mondo, any final thoughts on this? Get with the times. Get with the times. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, If you want to leave us any feedback, if you want to make any recommendations for how we should be running the show, or if you think one of us sucks, let us know. That's fine. (laughs) Ron, you suck, Ron. (laughs) Ron sucks. Ron's the worst. And I'll tell you where to send in that feedback, too. It is... uh, Easy operations QA at gmail.com. I don't I don't need that email to tell you, you suck, Ron. I'll tell you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, next week's gonna be a big episode, guys. Uh right. E3, E3, so. E3, E3. Oh yeah. So should we do like a little uh, individual kind of episode for each of the, the yeah. shows? Yeah. That way we can get you know, we don't have to short on time. We can just focus directly on the, the conferences or whatever is revealed for that particular day. We could yeah. do that. Sounds great. Maybe some yeah. short, short episodes. Special episodes, so you know. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. So if you want to tell Ron how much he sucks, you know, let <laughs> us know. <laughs> yeah, or or like us on the Facebook page, um, or you could also leave comments, give us a review on Google Play or the Apple iTunes Store. We need them. We only have three. Um, and just, or at the very least, just pass the word to somebody that you think might be interested in some video game and a movie talk. All right, guys. Have a good night. All right. Good night. Bye.